0: deep in your soul hi this is nancy Earle, and welcome to high road to humanity and i have a really fabulous guest today dr jason logan is here today and hopefully i'm pronouncing your name right is that proper Loken? you got it yeah i All usually right. get
1: Loken or logan so you got it first try welcome to high road to humanity jason uh, thanks so much nancy
0: They call him Dr. Jason, you guys, and he's here to talk about health. Now, he's joining us from Canada today, and I'm really excited he's here. He says he has a show, he has a podcast like I do, and he says, take back your health into your own hands, and I really like this. He has an inspiring show that teaches others that they are powerful, which we are. So he has a lot of uh, transformative solutions to our health concerns, and he's gonna remind us of our own ability to heal. Because we do have the ability to heal ourselves. So I really love this. I'm excited he's here. He has 25 years of experience in the health and wellness industry. Now, he combines his decades of practice in naturopathic medicine, osteopathy, It integrative medicine, easy for me to say, meditation, yoga, and retreats. His mission is to support and inspire others in finding their own path to greater health, true potential, and joy. And I'm just excited you're here. And I want to know, I guess my biggest question to tell us, you know, I want you to tell your story, but Like, were you a medical doctor and then you said, this is crazy. I want to go to natural health or, or how did you get to this point? I guess is what I want to know.
1: Yeah. Well, I think like a lot of times when we get really set on a certain path, it usually comes from our own personal experience. So, um, I mean right from a kid i grew up as a total bubble boy so it's like i was allergic to everything i oh. i remember seeing the allergist and he's like you're the worst kid i've seen in 15 years like oh my, my whole God. body swelled up with the pinpricks okay i would periodically end up in the hospital in an oxygen tent from asthma attacks i was on oh, inhalers wow. and um antihistamines daily and all this kind of stuff and it wasn't really getting better until i was in my early 20s and it was at that point that i actually went and saw a naturopathic physician who really just sort of set the stage that kind of transformed everything for me. And it it was really about me kind of making certain changes in, say, my diet and my lifestyle and a lot of these different things that um, I just wasn't really aware of, you know, like most people. Mm-hmm. And, and then on top of that, there were specific remedies and things like that that helped me as well. But within probably about eight months, I just found like all of my allergies literally just started to disappear. My anaphylaxis allergies started to disappear, like things like I couldn't eat any raw vegetables. If I had any raw vegetable, my mouth would swell up, my throat would swell up. Um, I would have like severe reactions to that. And all of that stuff really started to just go away, go away, go away.
0: let me interject here. What did he do? Did he change your diet? Did he change your so he changed your eating habits? Did he change your mm-hmm. exercise habits? I mean, what is it? I, I know you can't tell us
1: everything, but yeah. give us kind of an overview of what he did that changed this so much. I think the biggest thing was initially addressing my diet. But what happens in that is when you start to make diets like low hanging fruit, you know, it's one of those ones where like if you can do it, because it's it's a challenging one for people to do, but it usually creates a really big impact if everybody can sort of you know, do almost like an elimination kind of a diet, or or something along those lines for a period of time. Most people will see pretty significant change in okay. levels of inflammation and energy and all this kind of stuff. So, I was on a stricter diet where I took a lot of um, foods that I was quite sensitive to that I wasn't really aware of because they don't always cause like an overt reaction that you're aware of. Sometimes they just gradually build up and build up, and the next thing you know, you're just always living in this, right. this sort of. Field of inflammation and and sort of irritation in the body,
0: mm-hmm. I'm just curious. now, like, because I've eaten yogurt for a long time, and then I realized I wasn't feeling well, and I stopped eating it. And I think, you your body almost rejects things at a certain time if you're giving it too much of something do you know what I mean I always feel like everything Mm -hmm. in moderation so and sugar too as soon as I eat sugar I can tell it affects me so were those the kind of things that were affecting you like
1: too much sugar you know give me an example so I kind of yeah so I mean it can be lots of different things for lots of people but I think Things that that helped me a lot during yeah. that time, and again, it doesn't mean that then you're stuck on something like that for the rest right, of your life. The right. goal is not to live in a bubble, you know, right? You right, don't have an right. Expansive life, but sometimes if you're too far over here, or too far yeah. over here, you need to be fairly strict to just get back to a place of balance again, right. For me, it was like a lot of the big ones like take dairy out for a period of time, mm-hmm. take um, gluten and a lot of um, standard grains out for a period of time, take processed sugars out. I mean, those are all really easy ones. Mm-hmm. I should say easy to do because we're kind of addicted to all of them. But if yeah. you can do them, they often make a big impact. So yeah, I took a lot of those types of foods out. So um, as well as like other ones that I might have been a little bit more sensitive to myself, like for a period of time, eggs were a little bit more sensitive to me. So mm-hmm. dairy was a bad one. Gluten was really sensitive at the time being. And so and I was on that probably about six to eight months, pretty strict. Um, and, you know, it's hard for the first month, but after a bit, then you start to get into a routine and it's not such a big deal anymore. It's more like just breaking habits. Right. But every, I just felt like my whole inflammatory load started to get down. And then I was on different, some um, specific supplements to heal up my gut lining and to work with some of the exaggerated histamine response and some stuff like that as well. But, As I was going through that whole process, I just found like everything just all of a sudden it was like I was not needing antihistamines anymore. I did not need inhalers for asthma, like all that stuff just kind of fell off and has never come back. If I got locked into like, you know, a moldy carpet with a cat or something, I'd probably have troubles in a little bit. But. As long as nobody locks me in a room with a cat and a moldy carpet, I'm probably going to be okay. (laughs)
0: You're good to go. You know, it's funny. I'm listening to, as you talk about what you did, it's exactly what I had to do as I got older things I started to eat. I couldn't, didn't agree with me anymore. So I took them completely out of my diet, but like yogurt, I'll buy it every once in a while and it's fine. Yeah, exactly. But I can't have it every day. It's like, it's, it's like too much, you know what? I, and I learned this from my own experience of exper- experimenting. Like I had to go to almond milk and coconut milk and couldn't do the dairy because I got really sick one time from eating cream cheese. And it was like, my body totally rejected. And I was like, oh my God, I can't eat this anymore. But now mm-hmm. I can
1: have a little bit of cream. It's everything in moderation. Totally. And, and yeah. you learn to Pay attention more clearly with your body and listen to it when it's telling you things. A a lot of times I think we're just become so disconnected from what the information our body's trying to share with us that we, because we're up here so much. And then we just keep going along and we're sort of not taking those messages. The goal is that sometimes when you have a bit of a clean out for a period of time, you get much more in contact with your body. Because then when you bring some of the stuff back, you recognize how it makes you feel. And then you know to... Also, depending on the day, if you're super stressed, you might not be able to manage another stressor from a food as well. It's like mm-hmm. I would find a lot of times people go on vacation, like I was able to eat dairy and I was able to eat. And I'm like, yeah, because your stress just went down like this. So because you're on you know, vacation. You're... Yeah, right. So now you've got a little more buffer to deal with the foods. And then, you know, almost they're running into troubles on the way back home as they're getting ready to come back to their, their stressful life again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I have so many questions for you today. And I, I love that you say that we can heal ourselves because I believe that and we were designed to heal ourselves and I hate pharmaceutical drugs I'm sorry I'll just be real straight with you it's really difficult for me like I don't know I don't I only take what I absolutely have to let me just say that because I you know I feel like whatever you put in your body it's like the old saying you know you are what you eat you are what you put in your body and I just hate all that kind of stuff. So the pharmaceutical industry is really, you know, works with the doctors work and I won't get into too much of it, but of course it started here with the Rockefellers in the United States with, uh, you know, that's how they made their money. They got rid of all our our natural healers and they put everything into the doctors in the medical uh, schools and they taught them that's what they wanted them to do and just prescribe. And, you know, when you prescribe, you're not getting to the root of the problem. And that's what you talk about too. Do you want to address that a little bit? I don't know what it's like in Canada, but you know, a well, lot of us over here are like, Hey, you know, enough is enough."
1: off. It's very similar. Um, is it? I think, I think the main thing is that most of the time Canadians are just a lot um, quieter about stuff. And often yeah. I think Canadians need to actually express themselves more around okay. things. Um, um, you know, and what you said is all very true is like back when all of that really came out, when the, when the, the Flexner report and all of this stuff that really changed the direction that healthcare was going. I mean, traditional medicine really was more a blend of hands-on therapies and herbal medicines and naturopathic therapies and nature cure and all this kind of stuff. And it, right. it was sort of around that time when Rockefeller and the AMA and the FDA all kind of worked together to create some changes that now we know of as conventional medicine. We actually did an episode with, um, uh, Dr. Rick Kirshner in our detox, where we actually taught, he did a whole documentary that was called how, um, how healthcare became sick care. And yeah. so we did an episode where we talked about the whole thing. So people can check yeah. that if they want to know the whole story, but yeah, when, when I'm looking at it, I mean, and, and this is really from, uh, you know, a really true sort of naturopathic perspective. I'm a naturopathic doctor and, and, and an osteopathic manual practitioner. And I'm doing my PhD in integrated medicine, that's kind of my background. But when you start to really dive into that, you, you really do get that your body is really designed to heal. And Mm -hmm. the biggest job for the most part is just trying to pull out the things getting in the way that are not allowing the full expression of that natural healing capacity or that, that this, that we talk about. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm thinking about it with working with people, it's like on what level is there things that are there that are getting in the way of that natural ability to heal. And you have to address that. And the more you've been in practice, the more you realize there's a small part of that that's very physical based. And then you've got to go into the larger dimensions of health that expand into the yeah. vital and the emotional and the mental and the spiritual bodies. This is actually your bigger pool that you can influence your life with. Right. Um, and that's ultimately the blueprint to what plays out in our physical body. So when you're really, and this is what I mean, where, our health is really in our own hands because we are the ones that are going to make those bigger changes, which filter down and, and remove a lot of the obstructions.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it goes back to what Louise Hay used to say, you know, with you can heal your body and it's disease. It's not disease, it's disease. There's disease in the body. And there's somewhere where to me, I look at it, and I want to ask you what you thought about this, because I look at the energetics. I believe that this is my feeling on this whole thing. I'll just throw it out there. The audience already knows, but but I believe that we will eventually heal by vibration. We will heal with color. I connect to the divine every day. I connect to the earth every day. I believe it's energy healing um, the vibration that's going to heal our energy centers because that's the part And you're bringing it back, which is nice that they leave out, they leave out our chakras. They leave out that we are energetic beings in these bodies. And, you know, if the energy is not flowing properly, it can cause a lot of trouble. I mean, do you, so how do you address that? How do you bring it in to your practice? Cause I know, you know, this,
1: I think that's, at the fundamental level as well we did a whole series called energy frequency vibration magnetics the next era of healthcare because i mm-hmm. i know that's where we're going we right. need to think about medicine more from a physics perspective as opposed to a chemistry perspective when right. we do that i think everything that we perceive is going to shift and we'll be more and more open to it even though i think we're moving there all yeah. already but how i think of it is um you know, we're we're bathed in these energetic fields, right? right. And mm-hmm. I think what, what a lot of people don't get is the degree that we are bathed in this massive amount of this, this vibratory information that makes up our absolute reality. And the problem is that we only perceive a very, very narrow bandwidth through our five senses. So what we think we are doing and interacting with our life purely based on our five senses because that's how we identify ourselves with we're only working with a very very narrow amount of influence you know i think as rj spina talked about it with um, the oh. absolute reality said yeah you know we know 0.003 percent of the absolute reality we know nothing so if you want to create bigger change you have to go outside of the five senses you have to work With these other larger bodies, these energetic bodies of health. Mm -hmm. How I think it happens, at least the best that we can understand now, is I ultimately think it all ties in with water in many ways. Yes. And the water in our cytoplasm, literally, I think the information comes down. I think that is where the root of everything actually takes place within our cells. So if we are being surrounded by, polluted energy, which is going to affect the water in our system that is going to be the information that's going to come in so whether that is a toxic environmental. uh, Sorry, a toxic environmental like through chemicals and all these sorts of physical things emf that's exaggerated or whether it's a toxic emotional environment or toxic mental thinking all of these things, from my perspective, I think we. We take that in and then that creates all of the physical changes that we then usually try to measure or, or see. So I think when we can address those higher parts, I think that's ultimately what creates the most amount of resilience yeah. for us to deal with things. Yeah. And, and the more that we connect to, you know, what I would call like the true self or we're, we're receiving information from that very truthful place rather than the False sense of perceptions and identifications that usually run our life. I think that's what actually builds the most resilience and sets us up for health.
0: Yeah. I love what you say about water. I did a show, I've been teaching everybody about the water. And you know, Emoto did that book about the water and the crystals. And you know, you'll love this because, well, you probably already know this, but you know, so I'm thinking, wait a minute, we're 50 to 70% water. So when we say negative things, It affects us just like those crystals in his book. Our water becomes distorted just like his crystals did. You know what I mean? And so we, it's like you said, we don't give ourselves, we don't think about that. And that's what I really feel like. And I'm glad you're um, embracing all of this because this is how we, this is our emotions, our words and our thoughts because they're energetic are creating our body our reality and because we're made up of so much water you can see what a nasty word does to a crystal under a microscope so imagine what that does to the inside of us you know so i really think you hit it um perfectly there uh, because we uh, there's this big connection the other thing i just want to say i don't know you know everybody's got their own way of doing stuff but my goal, and I just, I tell the audience all the time, you know, bring in the light from above. You can say God, you can say creator, you can say, you know, higher source. I don't care what you say, but we're plugging in. And that's the part we've missed this whole time. We're supposed to plug in, you know, (laughs) it's like we're plugging in our computer. And then that information and that light, that love light comes down through our chakras. And then I've taught the audience also to bring up the light from Mother Earth you know, because the energy is as above, so below, and we connect those two. And when you do that, this is what I think everybody's going to do. That's what I'm teaching everybody to do. And then when you you have the light from above and you have it from below, you're balanced. You're like, ta-da. And all this crazy stuff that goes on in our crazy world can continue to go on. But what it does is it makes you
1: at peace, Mm -hmm. Well, I, I definitely think what, and, and I think there's different ways to probably do it that work for people, but I, I do something similar to that too, you know, like later today, my wife and I go to this, we often take the kids to, but they're in school this time. So we're going to, we do a little trek up the, the mountain and there's this actually hidden, um, underground spring and we'll actually take our jugs and we'll get our direct spring water because i actually think you get a lot of different codes embedded in clean water like that that's actually very important and we'll sit there and we'll do we'll always do a bit of an offering for the spring and then we'll do a bit of a meditation stuff and a lot of it's first i will open my crown chakra i will funnel in pure light source energy into my body you can open all your chakras by even just visualizing it i mean it will happen as soon as you visualize it and then again pull in sort of ground energy like mother earth basically Mm -hmm. in through the toes and back up so i like that process because i find like when i'm when i'm kind of visualizing it a little bit too you feel it and as soon as you feel it you're actually making it real and so there's this connection that happens when we're doing that and sometimes i will also just sit in absolute stillness as much as i can and i feel sometimes that's all i want to do is just sit in pure stillness yeah I think what happens in that piece, that sense of peace that happens is because you are connecting back with who you really are. Mm -hmm. You're, you're detoxing from a lot of what is not you and filling back up with what truly is you. Yeah. And then I think the next piece then that is the next even possibly challenge for a lot of people. Can you now take that place and show up in this physical reality with more of you? And and show up fully as who you are in your own individuality in the world. Yeah, and I think that, that happens like?
0: though. That happens naturally though.
1: I didn't mean to interrupt you,
0: but I think that when you do bring in the light and you do connect with Mother Earth, take your shoes off and feel that energy like we used to, like we're supposed to, then I think you do become more of your authentic self. The real you does come back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know. That's just my feeling. I want to um, ask you. I don't mean to jump around too much, but. You know, I know you've written a lot of cool books and we're going to talk about that. And um, because I, I like what you talk about lab tests, you know, but I want to ask you before we get off the food subject, because I'm really, I want to know your feelings on meat. And I'll tell you why I stopped, this is personal and I've talked to a lot of different people, but I pretty much stopped eating meat just because I just felt like it was weighing me down. I didn't like the uh, antibiotics that we're going into. I didn't like what they were feeding the animals. I wasn't feeling good about it. I just intuitively didn't feel good about it. Ate some wild caught fish, did that type of thing for a while. Um, so now I'm like to the point where, and this has gone on for several years. So now I, I go to the store, I get some uh, fresh chicken that's natural and I try to eat it and I can't. It makes me so sick. So, so, so sick. And so I just really can eat very little, and I take vitamins and supplements. And I just wonder what you feel about the meat supply and what you feel about them trying to switch it all to plant-based stuff too. You know what I mean? I just, I just want to know because this is kind of a big deal right now that's going on. Yeah, it's so, it's a
1: big deal. Yeah, um, <laughs>
0: like what do you think about all of this?
1: You know, from from a diet perspective, what I can tell you over the past. You know, I've been a naturopathic doctor for over 20 years. And so yeah. I've seen, and I've tried personally just about every diet out there because I want to know what it's like on my body, how it feels. Mm. The reality is, is for me is that it has changed at different points in my life as far as what seems to work and what doesn't work. Right. Even right now, I would say the same thing. Um, you know, I'm a blood type O. And if from a, from a blood type perspective, that would mean I would make a very good sort of paleo diet. It was like, I, I'm a hunter gatherer sort of you know from a background from a lineage and that would be what would work better and there was a period of time where if i was eating like meats and vegetables and you know some and and sort of fruits and and having more of that that worked really well i can tell you over the past few years i've had almost zero craving for any kind of meats um it's just been less and less and i've been definitely more and more towards vegetable based stuff my wife has gone back and forth that too. And she's very much has no desire for meats. But there will be some times where I still might find like that actually sits really well. And if I'm paying attention to my body, and I'm not attaching any specific system of of right, wrong, good, bad, or anything, but just really trying to pay yeah. attention to what works for me. Mm-hmm. Then I, if I feel like I'm going to have some poultry today, then that fits really well. Or if my mother-in-law is making a specific stew or something, you know, my mother, my mother, my parent-in-law is their um, my in-laws, they're Persian. Oh. And so they make some really wonderful different meals and stuff like that. So sometimes that fits. But when I've measured stuff on people, I because I was in the yoga community for a long time. And so you get yeah. a lot of Strict vegans. And um, I'd get couples coming in that were eating exactly the same diet. And I'd run a series of tests on them to kind of see like nutrient levels and fatty acid ratios and all these things to see like how are they doing. And one of them would be thriving on it and one of them would be falling apart on it. So there's so many aspects to outside mm-hmm. of the diet. Where is your individual body at? Can you convert a plant omega-3 into what would be a higher up the chain omega-3 sometimes people can sometimes they can't which helps you kind of figure out what works and what doesn't so i know there's lots packed in this but um, yeah
0: because well and i don't again i just i want to know i guess what i want to know more than anything is my body is rejecting meat your body is rejecting meat to me that intuitively says this is not good for us that's, well, I guess, not is good my for you,
1: I would say, ah, okay. so that means it's not good for you. Okay. And I would say for and me, and I'm an O too, like you are, right, which is which is kind of weird. And it, and you know, my wife is, is an A, which would be more of a natural vegetarian. So I think right. for her, she's really been having very little desire for a while, but I think that fits her diet. For me, it's just been something that I would agree, I'd say if, if it's not, if it, sometimes I'd say it would almost make me feel a little bit sort of sick to my stomach, and yeah. I just naturally don't go there but I also know other people that, um, I would say actually do a lot worse when they're not having meat. So I Mm -hmm. I think you can't say Ah. anything around diet as a exclusive. It, even when we're all here, as far as, um, you know, everybody's body's different, everybody's journey's different, everybody's, um, I would say even frequency level of consciousness, not good or bad, but just in different places. And I think different foods, will resonate with them at a different point in time mm-hmm. until they don't and then when they don't what we want to be aware of is is that no longer working for you and right. if it's not then can you be open enough to make a transition and try something different i think as soon as we try to limit it strictly as one size fits all it doesn't work like that it but um, but i know for myself And for other people, I know there is been a a tendency to just naturally want less animal products. Mm -hmm. I think if you're going to have animal products, they should try to be as clean um, as they can. I think ultimately, even for animals, you know, best way would be to have, I think, like the least amount of um, sort of negativity around it would be animals that literally would die in their old age kind of thing. Um, So, you know, there's a, there's a,
0: well, yeah, because people can yeah, progress
1: to it as well.
0: Right, so let's address that because you know when an animal is killed like that, that shock goes into their body, and then you're turning around and eating that meat, and that energy is transported to you. It's got to go somewhere, so it is an energetic as well as whatever you know. And so if they're yeah, it's a whole deal. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. uh, and and I, I agree with you to a certain degree. I think if we should this is my opinion. I think we've gone over, you know, Americans just go over the top here. I don't know what you guys do there, but here it's like, you know, I can't go to McDonald's and eat a burger. It would make me sick. Absolutely make me sick. But that's because I watch what I put in my body. But if you don't watch what you put in your body and I'm not putting down McDonald's, I'm just giving it as an example. I'm just saying that, you know, Eventually, it can really harm you what because you're putting that in your body, and it's not really that good for you. So it does really make a difference what you put in your body. And I don't know. I think we over we like instead of having a small stake, people have a large stake. Do you know what I mean? It's like how the bigger of a better, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's kind of how our society has become, you know, and that's why I think it's kind of like, let's pull back a little bit and realize that maybe. Too much is is too much, you know. For sure, I, yeah. I think that's,
1: it. that's com- and I would completely agree with on that too. I mean, yeah, I would also say like if you really are wanting to, and it's it's kind of like you can't just. This is sort of the whole idea. Even when I when I created this thing called the thirty day metaphysics detox, the idea is like, we often address things first from trying to look at it from a place of behavior and action, and we're actually, it never works. Because it's such a low powerful place to try to make change from where the reality Mm -hmm. is that change has to start way up here and filter down so you could tell people don't go to McDonald's. You know, it's not really a good idea. Like, there's no real health benefit to it. You're probably having like completely dead food. There's no real. If you were measure frequency on it, it would be pretty low. So there's no real benefit. But until that person genuinely does not resonate with it anymore and does not want to do it, now they will make that change organically. Otherwise, they're actually at like a they're trying to do an action that they're not actually in alignment with. So it's like mm. you it never works. We have you to have get to, there. You will naturally yeah. do it when you don't want to do it anymore. And yeah. then I think you're actually being very much more in alignment with where you really are at this pl- place and time and then be aware of stuff like that. You know, I would I would filter that through. It's like, huh, McDonald's, like, do I really feel like doing that? Or maybe I've just caught up in like patterns and addictions and these kind of things. And, you know, this is why sometimes doing a bit of a detox gives people some new perspective because they take a lot of stuff out that is maybe not great for them. They get it. It sort of cleans the whole field Mm -hmm. and now they interact with everything maybe a little differently. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I did the celery and I'll do the celery detox every once in a while. And that's kind of cool, you know, and then I talk to people and they're like, oh yeah, I do that. And it's like, everybody knew about the celery detox, but me, (laughs) it's kind of (laughs) funny. I was like, oh, all right. But yeah, celery like doesn't cost hardly anything, and you can put it in the in the blender and do it up and drink it, and it really does clear you out, you know, which is which is kind of good. Well, you've designed a lot of different things. I think one thing that really um, that I want to get into today is um, you have something called top ten lab tests, and um, you talk about how people go to get these tests, and then they're red. certain way so that a prescription is given instead of getting to the root talk about that I mean I'll use myself as an example I have thyroid disease so I have um I have Graves disease so every year I go and get my lab test done right and then they decide what kind of medication they're going to give me um but you're saying sometimes there's a route that maybe we could come up with so we don't have to do that
1: Talk about this. Yeah. And I mean, when you get into lab tests, there's tons of different things to check on it. But yeah, where that book came from was it actually was inspired by my sister. So my okay. sister, this was like over, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago or something like that mm-hmm. when I first wrote that. <clears throat> but my sister just had a baby and she was not sleeping and really stressed and you know, just like hair was starting to thin and she was just oh wow not doing well. And um we were in different provinces, so I said, well, go go get some testing done, and let's just see where you are, because um, mm-hmm. it's good to sometimes have an objective measurement to know where you are, and then we can fine-tune. Mm-hmm. And so she got her stuff back, and she said, you know, I, he, the doctor said that I ran everything, and it was all fine, and there was nothing problem. It was just probably just stress of being a new mom and everything. And I was like, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound right. Um not that you can't be stressed and not sleep and we know all of that stuff anybody who's had kids knows what it likes to have a newborn and going through all that. but going through that process actually has a lot of impact on your physiology and your your nutrient levels and all these things too so i came to visit her and i said let me see what they did and we looked at it and I and at first I was like okay well they hardly ran anything because it's it's most of the time it's a skeleton whenever they say they've run everything they've only really run a small skeleton of what what could be run most of the time they're never really checking nutrient levels because it's just not part of part of their it's not what they really look at as part of um, an overall scope they they don't spend a lot of time with nutrients and diet and stuff so they don't really look at that as being very important mm-hmm. um, and also so so the few things that were checked like say something like iron like a storage iron which would be a ferritin the other problem is that some of these have massive reference ranges so you could have sometimes depending on the lab anywhere from 10 to 300 could be normal and i think my sister was like at around 11 so it was like because it didn't get flagged that was normal but optimal for her might be more like around 70 right where now mm-hmm. you're considered not iron deficient when you're at that zone um and so it Once I saw that and then we corrected a few things and it made a big impact, I'm like, okay, this is happening on probably lots of people. So then I kind of fine-tuned what I termed at the time my top 10 plus a bonus one that we look at from a nutrient perspective that I think everybody should really get checked because they're chronically out of balance for people. So we would look at things like a full thyroid panel. You know, rather than just a TSH or uh, a marker like that, you want to see the whole picture where a lot Mm -hmm. of times they just look at this and then if that's off, then that will warrant other testing, but it doesn't always work like that. A lot of times you need to see the whole picture Mm
0: -hmm. and we'd look
1: at key nutrients, like just things like vitamin D and um, iron and um, B12 and red Mm -hmm. blood cell magnesium and some of these markers that a lot of people are just chronically low in and they play Mm -hmm. as cofactors in hundreds, if not thousands of different reactions in the body. So when they're low, there's so much stuff that just doesn't work as well as it should work. Right. And so the three big things that usually come wrong with a lot of conventional lab testing is that first, they don't run everything. So when you're told everything is normal, everything was not run. Secondly, they don't look for functional imbalances. Most conventional medicine is kind of set up as you're healthy and now you're sick. Yeah. There's not really a lot of in-between zone. From a functional medicine perspective, you're healthy. Then there's a big buffer period of where your body's telling you lots of symptoms and you're moving in a direction and then you eventually become sick. Yeah. I want to know this in-between zone. Right. That's where we look at some of the other functional medicine tests. Yeah, And then the last part was that a reference range, what is normal is not optimal. A lot of people need to be in an optimal zone. You know it's like a big bell curve that's sort of what what they look look like so anywhere between here and here you're usually considered normal Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't function well in normal they need to be kind of in more of an optimal zone so -hmm. the book breaks down the tests and then the ranges and where we kind of think people optimally would want to be in and -hmm. get into those ranges and then see how your body's doing because a lot of times a lot of downstream things just clear up by getting those things back on track again
0: yeah. And I love what you say about could be B12, could be, uh, you know, low magnesium and uh, it's, they should, we should go in. There's a couple things I think as we're discussing this, I think everybody should be tested to see what their vitamin levels are. And the reason I say this is because I had a natural doctor give me some supplements uh, about a year ago and it changed everything. It, and I, wasn't I mean I was taking a multivitamin and I was taking you know a little bit of D3 and a little bit of zinc and you know but when they gave me these supplements uh one was for kidneys one was for adrenal you know what it did was it boosted my immune system tremendously mm-hmm. And you know, I want you to you know, so the the vitamins and the supplements really do make a difference. And if they tested for that, they could see it, but they don't. So how do we change that? Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can test for that just using different tests. Yes, so ask what you what you'll find is that, and most okay. of the time, your conventional medical doctor won't run those tests, right, they're this... not part of the tests that they would run, right. you kind of have to see more of a functional medicine doctor or a naturopathic doctor that's, that will look at those things because these are all the realm of this okay. functional imbalance that a lot of times the, the medical doctor, unless they're aware of it, will look at it and it's like, you know, it doesn't mean much to them because that's not part of The scope that they would look at unless they've done additional training and they, they like that, and then they will use those types of testing too. So you can do very clear tests on hormones and on adrenal profiles and different systems and markers for cardiovascular risk um, that I think are really important to do to just see where are you, you know, where you can mitigate things before you ever run into a problem. Right. particularly now, I think those are particular cardiovascular stuff, I think are really important tests to run on a regular basis just to see where people are. Cause there's so much more of it.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool. Do you, do you think this will change? Do you see it change in where I know the science and the spiritual starting to come together, but you know, again, as you speak, I'm just seeing these people were trained to do this. And so they can't get out of their box and go over here, you know, and, but do you see that changing where the natural, do you, have you talked to other doctors who are bringing this more to the forefront or what do you think?
1: I think it'll come to some point from the, the doctors will start to switch over a little bit more or blend it. But it's ultimately going to come from people wanting something mm-hmm. different. So if there's a demand for it because more and more people are just not satisfied with that one perspective, then they're going to start naturally looking for more. And if there's a demand in that area, I think there will be more and more people that will be able to um, provide that service. I also think you will probably still get like pretty strong division where you might have, you know, where I think conventional medicine really serves its place really well is really an emergency-based medicine. It's like, mm-hmm. that's really where it's, it's um, miracles happen in that area. But from a chronic disease management perspective i don't think conventional medicine does a very good job i think ultimately most of that falls within diet lifestyle nutrient levels and mental energy. emotional and energy and it's it's all of yeah. those so it's like that's not really your best treatment modality for a lot of this other stuff yeah so i think we're just gonna find i think it'll sift out but i absolutely think this perspective from a, a natural approach and a even a a more frequency energetic based medicine i think we're moving in that direction for sure how exciting i bet you're excited super excited oh i i find it fascinating and i just want to know more and more about it so there'll be a series i think after the one we're doing now we'll probably do one that will be really on energy medicine sort of beyond the perceived reality because that's where we've got to start to open up to
0: yeah, I love it. Well, yeah, because I've always visualized, you know, you know, like right now we can go in and get a cat scanned or whatever, and they they can read us. But I think um, or an MRI or whatever it is that they can read. But I just feel like I've always felt this way. Of course, I'm I'm psychic, but I've always felt like we would walk through something and it would show, you know, like people can see auras and it would show our energy field, and you could
1: see, oh, right there, there it is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think we'll get to that point, don't you? Oh, I, I hope so. And I'm sure at some point we will be able to work with all of the different bodies of health in a, well, I mean, you'll see this, you'll work with um, certain people too, that will, they will perceive it and work on that level. They will work within the aura. Um, I mean, you can do this. We'll even, if I'm working with people, we'll incorporate that kind of work in different layers of it. You yeah. can work on all the different subtle bodies. But yeah, I think it will probably be technology will blend in a very um, positive way, where we'll be able to use some of that stuff in that way. (laughs) I mean, I even picture like people being able to go in and see the imbalance, you know, almost, and then they can actually work with it and move it. And even through the, the feeling sense of that and seeing it in their own mind's eye, they will actually be clearing a lot of that stuff on their own too. I agree. We're on the same page, you and I. I think this is awesome. All right. So you've written all these cool books. You've got a
0: podcast. You're really trying to get the information out there. Um, What's coming up for you? Tell the the audience how they can get touch with you. Tell them a little bit about your show, all of that.
1: Yeah. um, Just go to inspirehealthpodcast.com. You can kind of connect everything there. We often run series. That's one thing that I think is unique about our show. And we'll pick a topic that usually myself or myself and my wife have really gotten excited about. And right now, it's really been around what do we think is going to be <clears throat> most supportive for the audience. Um, and so we've done things from science, mysticism and beyond, um, the next phase of humanity, and we've done energy, frequency, vibration, magnetics, the next era of healthcare, yeah. we did know thyself questions to facilitate a return to who we truly are the one we're doing right, we did did one on detox a little while ago, and now we're doing one on okay. life, death and beyond exploring our greater reality. So we're really wanting to kind of really expand this concept of death and beyond. And so we're talking to lots of really amazing people. This is a super fun series for us because I find cool. it really fascinating. But, yeah, <clears throat> you know, near death experiencers, mystics, mm-hmm. um, scholars, different people that have really dived into this so that we can mm-hmm. maybe strip away some of the fear that a lot of people have around that. Because if we can do that, then I think we show up and live more fully here so that's kind of the idea of that yeah yeah. um so check that out Um, there's lots of different information from the series we're in the process of creating something called inspire life multiversity oh wow kind of like the idea of the higher education we think that really is going to be what um is sort of this next phase of humanity so we'll be partnering with some of the different um guests on our show we'll be creating different online courses to bring things in a very tangible way for people Mm -hmm. Um, we've got a couple of courses that are coming up based on the 30-day metaphysics is one that we will be doing so we'll put that up and people can even click to go on a waiting list to get more information on that and yeah we were away in mexico for almost a year and when i was out in mexico We became a hub for anytime anybody had a first aid issue about anything. So whether they had a fever or their child got an earache or a sinus infection or whatever, because we had a pretty extensive first natural first aid kit and and just the work that we do. So I got so many parents saying, when you get back, you need to write a book on this so we know how to do it and yeah. so i literally came back and i think within about six to eight weeks i i put this book together and it's all on natural first aid essentials do you have a
0: copy yeah. handy that I'll, you
1: could... I'll, f- I'll forward one um to yeah i didn't get like... a book i hate when i don't
0: get a book because i like to show oh, it show it off for the, you uh, oh there you the go <clears throat> oh wow i would like to have one of those because i I'll,
1: think i'll forward you a copy of it it's okay um, it's an ebook because i wanted it to be accessible no matter where people go so they can have it on their phone they can have it on their pad um their computer and it breaks down like six major areas of of that i think we need to know how to manage and i've just found so many people are wanting to be more sovereign in their health along with many other areas of their life Mm -hmm. health being one of them Mm -hmm. and i feel like this is like stuff that parents and grandparents used to know and implement, and then it just got forgotten. It got lost. Because so much now. And I feel like people are wanting to know how to manage certain things on their own. And I'm not talking about major stuff that you need to go to the hospital, but when you've got a fever or when your child gets an earache or a sinus infection, or they've got traveler's diarrhea or constipation or something along those lines, there's so many things you can do really powerfully, naturally, with very little expense too that you want to have on hands that you can implement. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, fortunately we've known this from the beginning and we've been able to manage so many things just at home with our kids, you know, so, yeah. cause you don't want to have to go out to the hospital and all these things if you don't need to. And so I think anytime we can do more on our own and and also just like take that that power back like yeah i was gonna to say it's self-empowering caregivers yeah and our kids pick up on it so with yeah. parents if the parents feel confident they know what to do like my kids now I feel like they're already ignite their healing ability when they, when they get the first signs of getting sick because they know what to do now. And they're only five Mm -hmm. and six, you know, they'll be in there doing a neti pot and put the right stuff in it. And they, they know all of that stuff right from the get-go. So I feel like they already know their body is strong and it can heal because when we implement that early on, um, there's just, you know, you set the, you set a whole new bar for them, I think, rather than, oops, sick, need to go out, need to take something else. Um, you know, you're, you're yeah. not outsourcing it all the time.
0: Right? No, I think that's really, really great advice. And I think it's wonderful that you put this together. And so yeah, send it to me. And then I will, uh, can I now can I get this? Do people need to go onto your website to obtain it?
1: If you go to inspirehealthpodcast.com, you can click on books, and then that will take you to the books, including okay. the um, top 10 lab tests and a couple of the other ones yeah. that I've done. And, yeah. um, and then inspire life multiverse. So you'll see courses and that's where you can okay. put your email and you can sign up.
0: Okay. Oh, one
1: other thing that should yeah. be on there by the time this airs is there's a free download that everybody can just get that I made that's around. Cause so many people have talked about being confused, having troubles, making decisions, um, being overwhelmed, a lot okay. of this kind of stuff. So We did a created a meditation that's called um, accessing your heart's wisdom. Oh, and it gets you out of here and back into here where you can actually learn to trust that intuitive sense that naturally comes up and provides you with your own instructions. Yeah, Jason,
0: I agree with you. You know, I always tell people if you have a question and you really want to know the answer, ask your heart. Yeah, because the body doesn't lie. And it's kind of like you're testing, you know, you don't need to ask anybody else, just ask your heart. I love that. I think that's fantastic. It's so cool.
1: Well, we, we've so conditioned to think that we need to do everything in this linear, logical way. And right. my understanding of it now is that that is the tool when we are functioning down in these lower frequencies. If we can gradually move into higher vibratory states, higher frequencies, higher states of consciousness, We have access to information that goes well beyond what we can get through the logical, linear mind. And so that's the tool for the job down here. But if we can move to a different place, it's like we get direct knowing and information, which gives us a much larger vista of a scenario. so to me, it's like, I always want to be connecting back to that. I want to do less and less thinking and more and more intuitive. <laughs> connecting. And knowing I know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, you guys, it's Dr. Jason Loken. His uh, podcast is Inspire Health. And you guys, we're going to get out of here for today, but thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. It's, that it's was given us us. Yeah, you've given us a lot of great information. Hey, you guys, we're going to get out of here. I'm doing a series. You're going to have to check it out on how to tap into your own intuitive abilities. You can check it out on my podcast or on the TV channel. And um, you guys, if you want a psychic reading, go to my website, nancyyearout.com, and you can book your date and time. Jason, thank you so much. Once again, everybody have a terrific week. This is Higher Ed to Humanity. Everybody take care and God bless.